the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Situation Report. This is the show where we do our very best to give you the information and perspectives you need to navigate an ever-changing culture. My name is Jeremy Stonlicker. I am your host today. And we have a conversation for you that you kind of need to buckle up. If you're in your car, make sure you're buckled up. If you're sitting on your couch, I don't know, hang on to something. This is an incredible conversation. Um, today we're going to talk about an issue that I don't think much about, you probably don't think much about, cartel violence in the United States, uh, very specifically cartel violence in the state of California, and how that connects to what's happening at the border in Texas, uh, so many different aspects of this. But cartel violence is something that we hear about, something that President Trump talked about, others will highlight and talk about from time to time. But like so many other issues, it's buried. Mainstream media does not like to cover this, does not like to talk about the border or the problems that we're having at the border. And so many of us are left to wonder, is there really a problem? When we hear words like cartel, what exactly does that mean? And boy, do we have an interview (laughs) for you. So hang on. I'm very glad to have our guest with us today, Jorge Ventura. Jorge is the is a uh, contributor with the Daily Caller and the producer of a documentary called Cartelville USA. And uh, this is the reason we wanted to have Jorge on is to talk about an issue that is very, very important and yet one that I don't think most people know about. Uh, know about. And uh, Jorge, really appreciate your work on this and coming on to talk with us about it. No, thanks for having me on and, and highlighting this issue because it's one that a lot of Californians have no idea this is happening in their state, in their backyard, basically, now. Yeah, and it, it really is. Uh, we we're talking about some of the areas that, that you're reporting on, and this is literally, literally in my backyard. Um, Cartelville, let's, let's just start right there. Maybe talk about the documentary a little bit, what you cover, and then how you got into this specifically. This is a pretty focused area. Um, how, how did you get involved with this? So for, for me, um, you know, I, I, I love to cover kind of the biggest stories in our country on the front lines, you know, started off in 2020 during the riots, yeah. being, being there in the front lines and giving kind of the American audiences kind of different perspective and a full scope of a story. Um, so kind of when that was done, focused on some other issues, even right kind of when the new year actually started 2021, the border just became that top story. I mean, yeah. uh, for folks who, who kind of remember it, even mainstream media was covering the border for the first week. <laughs> even mainstream media. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I was like, you know what? Let me go check it out for myself. Let me let me see what's going on. So when I got down there, it was actually a lot worse than, than I thought. You know, mm. one thing is when you're reading about the immigration issue, you're only seeing like the stats and articles. But when you see it in person and see these are real life, you know, human beings that are being sex trafficked, human traffic that the that the cartels are basically exploiting these people um it kind of really opened my perspective so we've been spending almost literally the full year down in like that south texas area we, we, we've done some reporting in yuma arizona and covering the border and essentially what happened was i met congressman uh, mike garcia who's a republican he represents district 25 so for, so for folks who are not familiar with the district 25 it's like communities like the uh, santa Clarita, and valley it's more kind of a rural desert 
um, um, communities that that Garcia represents. So I was just curious because I've actually during the whole time I've covered the border, I haven't even met um, a single representative from the state of California that was in South Texas. So I, I just asked Congressman Garcia, I said, hey, Congressman, what brings you down you know, to South yeah, Texas right. being this representative from, from California? And he said, Jorge, what's actually happening in the border? It's affecting my district 300 miles away. And I was like, can you kind of elaborate? And he said, we have a Mexican uh, drug cartel, human trafficking, illegal marijuana crisis is the word he mm. used. And I was actually shocked because my hometown, I mean, th- where I'm at even right now, it's, it's in Palmdale, California. So I'm in yeah. the Yellow Valley. Yeah. And he mentioned, you know, Palmdale was was affected. So I was just like, wait, what? Um, and he kind of went in and said, hey, so these uh, these these Mexican cartels are moving into this, these desert communities, starting up illegal marijuana operations. They're trafficking migrants in and kind of forcing them to work. So a term for that we, we call is labor trafficking is where these mm. basically it's slavery on American soil where these migrants are being held against their will forced to work these grows and they're actually also being armed by the cartels because they're now getting in shootouts with other cartels yeah, right. um, in, in, in the desert. So that's kind of how it kind of opened up and then how I started covering these issues because of that conversation with Mike Garcia. Yeah, that's uh, it's fascinating. I was just telling you before we started that even in my neighborhood here in, in South Riverside County, um, you know, be probably an upper middle class neighborhood you know, nice subdivision. Uh, we've had a lot of problems locally with that, you know, police uh, <laughs> seizing 500 plants out of a single house and things like that. It is a real problem. Um, what's interesting about this in particular and using the word cartel, and, and maybe you can even talk about what that means, cartel, but, but cartel violence is something that President Trump talked about, um, highlighted, and was ridiculed for talking about. And he talked about the violence. He talked about all of these things. Uh, why does the average person not know about this? And, and why would those we might say on the left or, you know, whatever, why do they want to hide it? Why do they want to keep it from being something that we know about? You know, that, 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 that's a good question. I think the first kind of problem is there's a huge, what I, what I call it is a misconception problem with this issue. And th- this is what I mean. So like, let, let's say, Jeremy, you walk down the street and you pull someone off the sidewalk and say, hey, did you know about these illegal marijuana grows yeah. um, that is, that's taken over our state? People literally just shrug their shoulders and they're like, okay, and? Like, it's just it's just right. weed. So people kind of right. have it in their mind right. that they just think it's like Cheech and Chong out there. It's just two hippie dudes sure. growing pots, smoking <laughs> joints. Right. They have no idea this kind of criminal element and and there's a lot of aspects to this so it's not only the human trafficking labor trafficking which should be a huge problem but it's the water theft that these cartels are doing so that's something that that wakes up folks so so for people who don't know these these cartels are literally siphoning and stealing water from all of us us californians they tap yeah. into the aqueduct or they'll they'll uh, drill illegal wells or they'll, they'll literally siphon it from american citizens out there so every single day that these illegal girls are operating between three million to 9.6 million water gallons are being That's wasted. Incredible. And for folks who live in California, yeah. you know that we're in a water drought, uh, how important it is. But it's also another aspect is the homicide rate. I mean, the homicide mm. rate in the deserts have jumped up because these cartel guys are now killing each other. They even shoot at the sheriffs. You'll see it in our documentary. We interviewed San Bernardino County Sheriff Shannon Dykus, who, who, who talked about that. Even last year, LA Times re- reported on a 26-year-old Guatemalan that was being uh, basically forced to work these illegal groves. He attempts to run away. And he get he actually got shot and killed, and the L.A. County Sheriff didn't find his body for like four months out there. Um, so there's a huge kind of misconception problem. Um, obviously, guys, we all know that mainstream media is not going to cover anything that makes sure. the, the Democratic Party look bad. Obviously, we're in a Democratic state here in California. Um, so there's really a lot of angles. But when I was actually speaking to the residents, another thing is it's that the, the, the local media out here, especially here in the Antelope Valley, they don't have the funding 
to really be out there covering cartel um, kind of sure. you know violence or anything. So, right. they, so there's actually like a, a lack of coverage. So that's why we felt it was important to kind of compile for the very first time all this video evidence. Yeah. Also in our documentary, yeah. it's the first time that the residents have ever spoken on camera and shared their story. So they have never even spoken to local media about this. So there's kind of just a lot of angles to this, but we're just trying to highlight it. And like I said, the big, the my, my big thing for, from, from my perspective is just a misconception problem that people think it's two hippies out there just because it's weed. Yeah. So like, let's say if I said, hey, did you know about fentanyl? People would like jump up and like, oh my God, fentanyl? And then, you know, but they think that just because it's weed, it's not a big deal. They're just growing pot and they kind of have no idea of this criminal element enterprise behind it. Um, and, and somehow that's all been conflated, too, with with immigration. So if you're pro-immigration, then you shouldn't be focused on this. And that's a misconception right. issue as well, I think. Right. I, I, exactly. So, like, for folks on the left, you know, one argument they always make is, oh, well, we're the party of black and brown people. We're the party of black and brown people. Well, this first of all the border crisis is impacting black and brown people because they're getting sex trafficked and yeah, human smuggled yeah. in record numbers even when you're out here on these illegal grows get i mean the, the people who are being forced to work their this their against their will are black and brown migrants so this mm. issue it, it should you know this, this should be their top concern but uh, you know apparently the the progressives or the establishment democrats don't 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 care can you uh, can you talk about cartel or that word, what that means? Uh, I was talking to so my son just started working for our police department here in the city. And I was talking to my kids yesterday about this interview, looking forward to this interview. And my youngest said, what is cartel? What does that mean? And the best I could come up with was, was like, it's like, well, it's kind of like the mafia. Like, think of it like that, like the mob. Um, but that may not be right. Can you talk about who these people are, where they come from, and, and maybe what else they're involved in? Because I don't think this is all they're involved in. Yeah, so when we say the word kind of cartel, it's just basically to make it a shorter for high-level criminal organizations. Basically, like you said, the the mafia. So from what we're seeing from our investigation, we're speaking to uh, San Bernardino, L.A. County sheriffs, and kind of being embedded with them is that these Mexican cartels, what they're doing is they're essentially moving in uh, to these desert communities, like I said, and that they've been able to find that this connection is going back to Sinaloa. So it's high-level Sinaloa cartel. Now, obviously, when you're out here in these illegal groves, it's not those high up guys on the ground. It's, right. it's like they're low level guys. So we're seeing the Sinaloa cartel be involved. Another two aspects of this is the um, Armenian crime organizations. We're seeing the Armenians no get involved with this huh. illegal grows. Now, one thing that the Armenians do, it's a bit different from the Mexicans, is they do the what they, the, what's called as the indoor grow. So there's a community here uh, called Acton. So if, you, you know, if you're driving up to the Antelope Valley, you're going to hit Acton before. Yep. In Acton, 90% of those illegal grows are being tied to the Armenians. The Armenians, what they'll do is they'll buy these homes, they'll gut the inside, and they'll turn them to illegal grows, but then they'll also smuggle Hispanics to basically be able to watch it, care for it, and, and they'll arm them as well. Another aspect that we've been seeing, you're actually gonna see this in the documentary when we go embedded with San Bernardino County Sheriff, is the Chinese mafia is now involved as well mm. in these illegal grows. And what makes the Chinese mafia a, a, an interesting angle is that they smuggle their own Chinese nationals to work the grows. So the same way that the Chinese go into Mexico, they make fentanyl, they kind of traffic and smuggle fentanyl into the country. They're doing the same thing with their own Chinese nationals. So we were actually raiding these grows with these Chinese nationals that don't even speak any English, yeah, right. undocumented. Um, so it's 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 fascinating. And I actually, I just was speaking to a DEA agent out there in NorCal. He said that the Russians are actually involved in the NorCal um, illegal growth. So there's a lot of kind of aspects and angles to this uh, you know, story, if you want to call it. When you talk about the smuggling and the trafficking, um, can you kind of give a little more color to that? Who, who is it that's being trafficked? I mean, I, I, they're coming from these countries, but, but who are they? <laughs> Why are they coming? Uh, what happens to them in this process? If they're captured, what happens to them? What, 
kind of the human consequence or the human toll of, of what we're seeing happen. So, so the people that are working these like illegal girls and the, the ones who are attending to it, these folks are not these high level, you know, cartel guys. Right. These, these folks are regular Central Americans, Mexican nationals that um, basically are looking to get into the United States. And uh, one kind of way that the cartel does it says, okay, hey, we'll smuggle you, we'll smuggle you into United States with no fee, but you you will have to work with us for two to three years to kind of mm. pay off that debt. Yeah. So what what, what the what the law enforcement told me that what they call this is it, it's called labor trafficking. And I just want to put out a quick quick little stat. So Axios uh, put out a report in September that says one out of three unaccompanied children that get released into the United States, the government loses track of. And then the, the situation got so bad that the DOJ is investigating our own government because wow. they think that, that we are releasing unaccompanied children to what they call labor trafficking. So first of wow. all, this actually kind of started off up in North Cal where they would smuggle Central Americans or Mexican nationals and they would just literally be working on the farms. So, you know, they'll be like picking off, you know, avocados yeah, and, right. and cherries like that for the cartel, they're, they're involved in that business. But now um, with this black market, black kind of market marijuana business, they'll smuggle these migrants in, they'll force them to work these girls in two or three, you know, in two or three years, they'll, they'll, they'll tell them that they paid off their debt and they're basically free to go. Uh, we have no proof right now that that actually happens. We, what we're seeing is these folks are literally just being forced to kind of work the whole time. Yeah. Um, when I'm speaking to LA County sheriffs, one big kind of a, a, a huge issue is like, let's say they raid a grow and they don't find any weapons, they don't find anything, but they find undocumented migrants. The most that they could hit them with actually is just a $500 misdemeanor ticket wow. because wow. of Prop 64 in 2016. So really quick, just for the audience. So when Prop 64 passed, it legalized cannabis statewide in California, which I, look, I really don't think anyone is gonna make an argument against that. The documentary is not against that, but it made the illegal cultivation, which used to be a felony in our state, mm. down to a misdemeanor. So mm. for the LA County Sheriff, if they can't find evidence of water theft, of human smuggling or trafficking or, or, or weapons on these migrants, they can literally just hit them with a $500 ticket. These migrants don't even have to really go to court. They don't go to jail at all. Wow. And I mean, they, they're able to stay. Now, when I talk to San Bernardino County, they say they, they're looking for the weapons and uh, um, evidence of human trafficking or at least some type of water theft so they could attach felonies to these undocumented migrants and then deport them back. So it's kind of, that's an interesting aspect here yeah. um, kind of as well. So I think one of the arguments that was made for legalizing marijuana in the state, at least in California, was if we legalize marijuana in the state, the illegal grows and all that stuff, it's going to go away. Um, but you're saying that that has not been the case at all. No, it actually hasn't. And I think where, where California made a mistake, I mean, I think, you know, the when Prop 64 passed, it had good intentions. I don't, I, I don't think these politicians kind of knew what, what the, the system they were going to create. Because <laughs> sure, we, sure. you know, the, the, the cartel has never really been, a, I mean, do they smuggle marijuana? Yes, but their, their top products has always been the cocaine and meth. So that's, a, you know, um, but essentially what happened is when they legalized it, they put so much red tape and taxes on the guys who are trying to do it legally that they're just like, yo, why, why are we even doing this? We yeah. can just do it the uh, legal way and, and kind of avoid the red tape and bureaucracy. So right now what we found is that California was aiming to have 6,000 legal marijuana license. They are well under that target. They actually are just barely over 1,000. So that's a, that's a huge red flag. Also, 80% of the marijuana coming out of California right now is all black market. So even if, if you're a politician and you know you don't care about water theft and all, all these other issues, 
I mean, you're not even seeing the tax revenue. So, you know, from our perspective and our reporting, the state of California is losing on every angle. I mean, you're not seeing any of the tax revenue. Um, the water theft right now is through the roof. Like I said, we have American, uh, you know, basically slavery on American soil. Mm. And then the homicide rate has jumped up with these illegal girls. These aren't like nice guys down there. You're right, um, you right. know, if, if you just accidentally stumbled on their on their, on their illegal girl, it's not like they're going to just sit there and smoke a joint with you. They're going to literally point <laughs> guns at you and, and right. make sure you don't, you don't come back. So from my aspect, the state of California is just losing on every single angle. Like I said, you're not even seeing the, the tax revenue from this. Right. Many of our veterans feel they need to fight their battles alone. This self-isolation has led to the staggering statistic of more than 20 veterans taking their lives every day. The mission of Mighty Oaks is to eradicate the veteran suicide epidemic and help our warriors change their legacies. We've been able to help over 4,000 veterans and first responders by equipping them with the tools they need to live the lives they were created to live. Our faith-based, peer-to-peer approach has one of the highest success rates of any program available today, offering hope and understanding to those who need it most. By aligning their lives to biblical principles, these men and women are able to lead their families, their communities, and our nation. It's your generosity that can make a difference in the lives of the men and women who have fought for our country and our freedoms. Now that they're home, don't let them fight alone. Learn more at MightyOaksPrograms.org. And when they lowered the penalty, it made it really less of a risk to, to do these things. Um, so kind of connect what you said was happening at the border in Texas with the consequence that we're experiencing in California. This, this drives me insane that in a country like the United States, we think that what happens in our state is all that matters, that what, what happens in other places is irrelevant. That's the not-in-my-backyard thing. Everything is connected. So how is, how is the border crisis in Texas, which is well-documented, how, how is that having an impact on the cartels in California? So essentially what, what's happening um, is when we're down in South Texas and we're speaking to Border Patrol, what these cartels, what these cartels are doing with, the, with these migrants and what I call exploiting the border crisis is they, they'll get 200 to 300 migrants. They'll put them in, let's say, in Del Rio or in McAllen, Texas, and they'll push them all to cross at once. Now, look, when mm. these migrants are crossing, these 200, 300 people, they're not looking to run away from Border Patrol. They're actually looking to be apprehended because they know under this Biden administration, they get released into the United States. Yeah. So for when I speak to Border Patrol, what this does to them on their side, it overwhelms them because when they get hit with 200 to 300 migrants at once, they have to then call up all their units, get into that one area, and they have to do the processing. They have to separate the family units from unaccompanied migrants. So it takes it takes long, and you'll see that from our reporting down here in Texas. So when when they do this, it actually leaves the rest of the border open, and that's where the the I cartels see. smuggle the fentanyl, and also they'll smuggle basically their labor force because they don't want their labor force to be apprehended at all, and it's becoming easier. And another kind of thing here is like. Now, because they do this so much, the fentanyl is even coming in to the country at faster and easier than ever. So one one stat that a Border Patrol agent gave me that um, just between last year and this year, the fentanyl has already increased at 600 percent. So essentially what we're seeing is the border, the cartel is they'll say, hey, these 300 migrants, we'll use them to be apprehended. But these other 100 migrants, this is our labor workforce. We don't we don't want these guys to get caught. And like I said, um, even unaccompanied children are getting views in this. You'll see in our documentary, the San Bernardino County Sheriff gave us. Uh, footage where they'll raid these illegal girls and there's literally children and babies and women on these girls so this is not just you know grown men on these girls there's there's women and children involved and like i said the situation got so bad that the doj is running an investigation on her own 
federal government to see if we are releasing unaccompanied children to what they call labor trafficking. Man, what you just said is unbelievable. I, I, I don't. So I don't know what to and, ask And really next. quick, Jeremy, like if, for, 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 for the folks, if you guys remember in late October when those 15,000 Haitians hit Del Rio, yeah. Yeah. they literally had to call border, border Patrol from like six different counties all to be focused there. So there was literally Border Patrol checkpoints that were unmanned. So, I mean, the cartel was loving it because they were like, hey, this is kind of our time to just keep smuggling things in because there's literally no checkpoints. That is incredible. So it, I, I don't really have a question other than it's, so as you're as you're saying that I'm picturing that that shell game you know where it's like hey which which cup is this under, mm-hmm. and it feels like we've been focusing on the border crisis which we should we've been focusing on these these masses of humans coming and seeing the video and uh, we've had folks on this show talking about that but really w- what you're saying is or w- at least what I'm hearing is the bigger crisis is that's a diversion from what mm-hmm. is really happening which is uh, all of the you know truly illegal activity, the smuggling of people, the smuggling of drugs and probably weapons and everything else, that's intentional to overwhelm the system so that the real smuggling can take place. And I've never heard anyone talk about that until until right now. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I was shocked. Like when I was speaking to the Border Patrol, they're like, hey, this is why we need the Remain in Mexico policy, because unless we mm-hmm. don't have strict, strict border laws, mm. the cartel is loving the Biden administration. I mean, for them, they're making more money than ever. Once, once that, that that a border patrol agent gave me, which I was floored, was just off human smuggling. Every single day, uh, these cartels of human smuggling groups are making up to fourteen million dollars a day just off human smuggling. We're not talking about fentanyl and all these other aspects yet. We're just talking about the smuggling of humans. So that's something that should be raising an alarm. Another kind of red flag as we're going to kind of head into this border crisis as it keeps developing is this vaccine mandate where you're going to also have a lot of border patrol agents who are not going to want to comply with that and they're just going to drop off from the job. So it's looking like we might even have a border patrol shortage in in the time of a crisis. I mean, I just don't see how, you know, I'm I'm speechless because I just don't understand from the Biden administration or, or, you know, you know, politicians, how there's no urgency to fix this problem. I mean, they, they almost act like it's like not happening at all. They're trying to just brush it under the rug. That's why guys like me, you got Julio Rosas at Town Hall, Bill Malusian and Fox, we're trying to continue to put the pressure, say, hey guys, this is happening right now. It's continuing to happen every single day. You know, our border patrol is overwhelmed and it's done on purpose. You know, this is done by, right. like you said, it's like a diversion tactic that the cartel is using on our, on our border patrol agents. It, it's crazy. It, it's funny you mentioned Julio. We just interviewed Julio, you know, a half hour ago. He was on talking about the riots last year. And, and that was one of the points he made is I was standing there. This was happening. And yet, for whatever reason, the left and the administration wants to claim that nothing was happening. And, and, and that seems to be the exact same situation at the border, which is just it, it's unbelievable. And, and yeah, the question is why? And I don't know that there's a good answer. No, same, same here. I, I don't know. I, I don't get it. And, you know, the thing for me, it was, you know, la, you know, a year ago or two years ago under Trump, you had all these Democrats flying to the border right. and crying <laughs> right. and the kids right. in the cages. And the, the, the thing is, the situation is so much worse. Where are they to be found? Now? Right. And, you know, so these this is affecting black and brown lives. And, and I will say this is, is from putting out the reporting. I, I get a bunch of feedback from uh, Latino voters who voted for Biden in 2020. They've been sending me messages saying, I can't believe that this guy just mm. is letting, you know, letting this happen at the border. There's no way I'm going to I'm going to vote for this party again. So people are waking up to it. Uh, Joe Biden's approval rating is 
at a historic low. It it it, it took that big dip when the on his um Afghanistan withdrawal. Yeah. He then like two weeks later, the Haitians came and it took another massive mm-hmm. dip. So the American people, I do believe, are are starting to hopefully wake up to this issue. And one thing that I hope I'm hoping that the cartel, the kind of cartel documentary shows is when you don't have a tough border, it's gonna f- uh, eventually reach your own backyard. And you know, Jeremy, ever since I put out this this documentary, I'm getting hit up by my followers in Oregon that says we have a situation well, in Oregon with these yeah. illegal grows. I got I got hit up from followers all the way in Oklahoma where these cartels <laughs> are growing illegal marijuana in Oklahoma and smuggling. So this is something that's it's it's happening. And, and look, it, the illegal marijuana is just one aspect. Um, you know, we haven't even got into the topic, which we, I'll do in my further reporting in 2022, is the fentanyl that's coming into our country. Right. I mean, um, Washington Street Journal just put out a report saying in the past 12 months, for the first time in American history, we had over 100,000 deaths related to fentanyl. 100,000 deaths related to fentanyl. So this is happening. It's, it's coming into our cities, to our American towns. And if we don't put a stop, and if we don't put some pressure on these politicians, it's only going to get worse because right now all of our policies seem to be just emboldening the bad guys yeah. right now. Jorge, man, this is such an important conversation. Uh, can you tell the folks who are listening where to follow you and the work that you're always doing, but then where to find Cartelville? And uh, very, very important that everyone who's listening stops and watches this documentary. Yeah, so so the best two spots for, for everyone to follow me is um, on Instagram. On Instagram, it's, it's my first and last name, Jorge Ventura, and then just TV at the end. Instagram is great because I'm always updating on my stories. You're going to get kind of full reports there. It's, 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 it's a kind of great platform for all that. And then on Twitter, would be it's going to be Jorge Ventura Media, or you could just put Ventura Re- Report. You'll find me on Twitter. If you follow me on Twitter, you're going to get the real-life kind of breaking news. So, like, when something happens, we go to Twitter and we break the stories there. So you'll get kind of the real-life updates there. And then for the documentary, um, you guys could go to two, two spots. If you guys go to dailycaller.com, our website that will redirect you to uh, to the documentary, but we actually made our own website for the documentary. We didn't want to count on YouTube and channel banning right. anything like that. Right. So for the, for the uh, website, it's super simple. It's just cartelanddoc.com. So it's carteldoc.com. Awesome. Find it there. You could also find the trailer. So the trailer is about one minute and 40 seconds. You can watch the trailer, send it to uh, you know family and friends, and then you can watch the full documentary in there. But we highly, um, we, we really want the people just to share it, get it out there because like I said, so many Californians have no idea that this is happening and kind of like right under their noses. Yeah. Um, you know, local media isn't isn't covering it. Right. Obviously, the mainstream media doesn't care about any situation that's impacting us here in California. Um, so we're hoping to, to get some pressure. And, you know, for folks here, you guys all know, we just had a recall election. And whether it was Gavin Newsom or the Republican candidates that ran, I didn't hear anyone talk about this issue. That's right. So we're trying to really uh, hammer that in. Jorge Ventura, thank you so much, man. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, Keep up the good work. Really appreciate you doing it. Thanks, brother. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. Another amazing interview. I told you, you need to just buckle up and be ready for it. Um, It's crazy how sometimes (laughs) you can feel like you know something about something, and then you realize in the course of a conversation, you know very little about that something. And uh, this is one of those conversations for me. Jorge brought out so many things in a relatively short period of time I was not aware of. And uh, thankfully he did. Thankful for his work. Uh, I'm very thankful that there are folks like Jorge and and others who are doing this uh, kind of boots on the ground work and reporting to us about what is actually happening. So many great things there. Uh, Again, I'll encourage 
you to go to Cartelville, uh, USA. Go find the documentary, Cartelville, USA. And Jorge gave all of the locations that you can find that and information about him. But a few takeaways for me. These were some of the big ones. And this is today's Situation Report. Uh, number one, when we talk about cartel violence and we talk about drug trafficking and human trafficking and these various uh, aspects of this discussion, we need to realize it's happening in our backyard. Now, we were focused specifically on California for a few minutes, but as you uh, heard Jorge wrap this up, he, he talked about other places that this is also happening. Um, and it's, it, it's crazy to think about how widespread this is, but when we realize it is a multi-billion dollar industry and business, uh, we have to also understand it's happening everywhere. And, and until we're willing to wake up and understand that it's going to happen where we are, not just somewhere over there. We're not going to do anything about it. We need to know about it. We need to understand it's happening in our backyard, in our communities. It will impact our families, uh, and that should then lead us to action. The second part of this, this is a, a very important aspect of this discussion of cartels, is the human trafficking aspect. Um, human trafficking takes on so many different for, uh, forms, talking about labor trafficking, as Jorge discussed. Uh, human trafficking is happening, and this is very real, and really what that means is it has very real human consequences. These are lives. These are children. Uh, these are families. These are individuals who are being brought from their home countries to work in these places with the promise, perhaps, of a better life that I would imagine is never or rarely actualized. There is real human consequence. There are really humans, people, uh, men and women like you and me, kids like our kids who are involved in this. Human trafficking is very real, and the cartels are using that to fund these operations. The final aspect of this, and this is uh, something that, um, man, when, when we talked about this, I, I just never thought about it or considered uh, two aspects. One, what happens in one place impacts another place. It's happening in our backyard. What's happening at the border in Texas leads to what we're experiencing in California and in other communities. And when we see masses of humans, this mass immigration, we need to also realize that that is one step of perhaps a multi-step operation, that's the first part that overwhelms the system, which allows the cartels to move humans, move drugs, move everything they need across the border and get those things to where they want them to be. There's a lot happening, and yet we're often focused in the wrong place. What an amazing conversation, and uh, I trust that this is a conversation that will lead you to investigate more and to take action in your community and in your state as we do our best to deal with uh, what continues to be a very real problem. Man, what a great conversation, and appreciate Jorge coming on and having that with us. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening, and look forward to talking to you next time. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.